You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. This is Turn Knowledge to Profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. Now, here are your hosts for Turn Knowledge to Profit, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors, Janelle and Michael McCauley. Welcome, and thank you for joining us on Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm Janelle McCauley, and along with my co-host, Michael, each week we bring you the insights, ideas, and tools that you need to earn more, make a bigger impact, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. Michael, what do we have planned on today's show? In our success interview, Janelle will be talking with high-ticket sales coach and entrepreneur Jennifer Deep Stratton. Jennifer talks with us about the importance of knowing your value in the market so you can have the confidence you need to close big sales with ease. And in our Business Builder segment, I'll be back to talk with you about how to determine which media is right for you. I know you're going to want to take notes, so grab a pen and paper and let's get started. Today's success interview is with sales coach and entrepreneur, Jennifer Deepstratton. Jennifer helps her clients gain the confidence they need to close big sales with ease. We met Jennifer through a colleague, and I also connected with her in Dallas, which was very exciting, and got to know her a little bit. And I'm really excited about our conversation today and to have her on the show. Welcome, Jennifer. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm really excited about what you do, and I know sales is a conversation that is a tough one for a lot of people and something people really struggle with, so I'm excited to have you share more. Um, And I'd love to first start our conversation with having you share a little bit about your business, how it started, and how it's evolved over time. Great. Well, I first got into selling and learned how to sell, gosh, it was before I was even out of college. And I went, when I got out of school, I was a pre-med major and a biopsych major in college. And I was, when I ended, I was afraid to talk to strangers. Like I was still a shy person. I don't know if, if anybody listening is like that or if you were ever like that, but I I always had this aversion to talking to people I didn't know. (laughs) So, um, but at the same time, I knew that I I needed, like if I wanted to grow and and really get anywhere in the world, I needed to be able to present myself and speak up and even sell. And so I went into sales right out of school. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it was the scariest thing I could think of to do. You know, some people jump out of, airplanes or go bungee jumping to confront their fears. Well, I went into sales. <laughs> so, um, so I went into the biotech industry, and over about 15 years, I was in biotech, and I sold medical diagnostic equipment, and I, and I really got great. One of the things that I learned that I hope I can you know, emphasize to people is you don't have to be a natural-born salesperson to be good at selling. What I learned is I learned how to ask great questions. And what I discovered is if I asked great questions, my prospects would literally sell themselves. 
into whatever it was that I had. Mm-hmm. So I did that for a number of years, and uh, was, you know, I was selling mil- literally millions of dollars a year of equipment and services in these industries, and really had risen to the top of the companies that I was in. And I thought, you know, one day I got this, the bug, and I thought, you know, I, I, there's something more. And it kind of gnawed away at me for a couple of years, and I just felt like I wanted to make a bigger difference in the world. Even though I was helping scientists, you know, buy the right microscope, which would eventually find the cure for cancer, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, there's something more. There's something more. And so I left my corporate life, and I started down the road as an entrepreneur online selling coaching, uh, teaching people. At that time, I was a relationship coach with my husband and, you know, hung my shingle out and I was in the place where a lot of coaches get to, or a lot of people who leave corporate and start their own business get to, which is, where do you find people who need your stuff? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's actually a great question in itself. Um, well, it's interesting because I didn't, I hadn't heard that part of, um, you know, your story, I know we talked quite a bit. Um, when I, it, it took me um, 20 years to get my undergraduate degree, which some people who really know me know that. But when I start, went back to school as a young mom and decided I was going to finish it, the first class I took was public speaking because I was petrified of it. And I figured if I could make it through that, I could make it through anything. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, look at you now, public speaking. <laughs> I know. I was, I was know. terrified to get up in front of an audience, but it was even scarier to have a conversation with a stranger that wasn't scripted and also try to sell them something. Like all of that in one, it was really, really scary. And, you know, I really grew through that and got so good at having conversations. And I realized along the way that selling is not about trying to get somebody to do something or trying to get them to see something. It's really about having a a conversation and a real relationship to empower them. And so I would have these customers in my biotech career. You know, I remember people would call me at the end of the year and say, hey, Jennifer, I've got $50,000 left in my budget. What do you have that I can buy so I don't lose the budget? And... So it was an amazing experience. And then I started my, my coaching practice, and I remember that very first check that I got. I sold uh, six sessions for $90. Actually, I sold five, and I gave not one away as a bonus. So I had this <laughs> deal for $450, and I remember doing cartwheels in my living room over this check that I got, which was so crazy because just a month before I had sold – I think it was a $200,000 system to a scientist at the university in my job. Mm-hmm. So there, there's something that happens when you go out on your own, having to find your own customers, having to sell your own thing, you know, your own intellectual property or your own services, which can even for the people who are most experienced in sales can be a stumbling block for them. And so luckily for me, I, I – it, you know, it was it was hard at first, but I quickly remembered my skill set and 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 grew that that relationship coaching business from the you know, four hundred and fifty dollar offer to a forty five hundred dollar offer and more within about six months. And so during that time, people were asking me, "Hey Jennifer, how how are you able to sell so well? How do you sell that high ticket stuff so easily just for people who call you who've never met you before?" 
And I said, oh, I don't teach sales anymore. I don't coach sales. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so after about a year of people asking me to help them, it dawned on me, maybe I should be helping them. And, and in my heart, I realized that there are these incredible entrepreneurs. There's incredibly gifted people. I, I've met people who can help parents um, get over issues with their children that they never thought would be resolved. I've met people who do incredible things with health, with web design. And I thought, oh my gosh, these people are so amazing, but such experts in their field, and they don't know how to sell. They haven't spent the last 20 years honing that particular skill set the way I have. That's how I want to contribute to the world because if those people don't get their message out, they don't get their gift out into the world, if they don't get it purchased by their clients, they don't get to make a difference. No, you know, it's absolutely true. And it's interesting because um, when I tell people that I'm an introvert, I've always, you know, been the one in the back of the room helping people until I stepped into what I'm doing now. And what I realized was you've got to surround yourself with the right people. You've got to believe it's possible. And you do have to ask those, those right questions. And I think so many people say they're not a salesperson, they can't sell. And it's interesting because, you know, things always, always happen, I think, the perfect time. Last night I was reading a bedtime story to my four-and-a-half-year-old grandson, and it's funny because it was a book that I used to read to his dad when he was little, and he's now pulled out all these books that he had, as, that my son had as a child, and I was reading it to my grandson. And it's, uh, they have morals at the end of them, and it's if you believe you can't, you know, you won't, you know, if you believe that you can't do something, you can't do it. You've got to believe it's possible. And I think everyone can be a great salesperson, but you have to learn some of the skills, some of the tools. And I love your focus on asking the right questions and letting people self-select in. I mean, we'd all love people calling us at the end of the year and say, I've got money in my budget. What can you do for me? Yes. And it's so true because people don't, People think that to be good at sales, you have to, I don't know, I find these people switching into sales mode. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't be yourself and be good at sales. And, and that's really the old model of selling or sales training, which I've been to all of these sales trainings in my past. And you learn these scripts, you learn these things you're supposed to do, and then you're supposed to handle the objections and all of that stuff. And it doesn't work for most people because it's not natural because who we are is we want to serve, we want to help. And switching into sales mode doesn't feel like helping. And and it helps you, but maybe not them. And Mm -hmm. so for me, my mission has been how do you be yourself, be your most powerful, authentic self, and have a conversation at the same time that really serves someone at the highest level. And that's what I do with, with my clients now is I've got a gal who started, when I met her about six months ago, she was trying really hard to sell a $1,000 coaching package, and she was selling maybe one a month. Mm-hmm. She told me it, it, it just, you know, within six months, this month she did a $23,000 month. Wow. Um, yeah, amazing. And I would say unbelievable, except for I've been witnessing her grow as a – as a seller, but it's really about her being herself and being able to have these really powerful conversations. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, we always go back, and I, I, I know you know her too, with Talisa Sasevich, who always said, and, and we always think about this, that it's really a disservice not to ask for the sale, you know, not to give them a solution if you've got that perfect solution. And it's not about trying to push it on them. It's to have a conversation and build that relationship so that they see what you have to offer and how you can help them. When you try to sell, it does, people do get into that, that sales mode, and the relationship stops. It shifts. Exactly, exactly. It really is. And when I'm coaching people, they're learning really how to interview the so-called prospect or buyer to see if there's somebody who is a match for what they have. It's not about selling. It's really about seeing, interviewing, um, uncovering what is this person's um, problem or concern and, and all the nuances of it to see if you really can serve them. You know, I, it, I teach high-ticket selling, so at the end, if you work with me, I'm going to be coaching you to make a high-end offer. And it just doesn't feel right to make a high-end offer if you're not 100% sure you can serve the person at that level. Right? Mm-hmm. So it, it's like it, you owe it to yourself and the other person to ask those deeper questions to make sure it's a match. Absolutely. And I think that it's, it is really important to get to know that person. Um, and you can't do it in a couple minutes. And I think sometimes people think that someone should just know that they can help them. But you do have to build that relationship so that they're comfortable with you, they know who you are, and they know how you can serve them. Yes. We need to take a real quick break, but when we come back, I want to continue this conversation, and I want to talk about, I'd love a couple more examples of some clients that you've worked with, because I love that, the one going from 1000 to 23000 in just six months, because that's a huge shift, and maybe you can share a couple of things that um, you saw that helped make that shift. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. In our success interview today, we're talking with Jennifer Deep Stratton, and she is an entrepreneur and an incredible sales coach who really helps people close big ticket sales with ease. If you missed the first half of our conversation, you need to listen to it because Jennifer did not start out selling big ticket programs. It's something that she learned and has done an amazing job. So you need to to go back and listen to that. I'd love to ask you, Jennifer, if you could share maybe another example of a client. I love the one where someone went from 1,000 to 23,000 in just six months. Um, And maybe 
another you know, example of someone you've worked with and maybe something just simple that you ha- did to help them kind of shift what they thought was possible? Yeah, so a great example is my client Molly. And when I met her, she was selling a $97 online course. She had put together about 30 videos and uh, they had a lifetime of access. So for $97, you get this 30 video online course and lifetime access. Wow. And yeah, and she was working so hard that she, oh man, she has two small children working so hard, lots of leads, but at $97 a pop, man, did she have to sell a lot of those things to make money. And we had a conversation and the, it was a big mindset shift. There was a shift in her mindset as well as in how she spoke about what she did. Because what she saw is that at $97, people could get one level of access and information, but that there were a lot of people that that kind of delivery wouldn't really serve them. Mm-hmm. That they wanted more. They wanted the expert nuances. And she immediately started selling a $5,000 private coaching package with her. And within about two months, she sold eight of them. Wow. It forever changed her business. And that $97 product uh, is exactly the same now, except for it's only three months of access, and it's $997. And she's actually selling more of them than she was before, and she has the $5,000 level. So she uh, she's pretty happy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I can imagine. Is- and I can imagine there's a lot of people saying, I can't make that shift. It's like from 97 to 997, you know, and a lot of it is mindset and what you think your value is. I think so often entrepreneurs discount the what they have to offer and how they can really serve people. And people need to invest to really be fully in and take advantage of it. I think at $97, people just say, eh, I'll just do a little bit. And they're not, they're not all in. Yeah, I, I bought some $97 products. I can never remember what they were. Right, I know. <laughs> we've, all, we've all done that. But when, when the price point is higher, we sit up and take notice, and it's, okay, well, I'm committed to really putting this in place. Like, for real, you get better mm-hmm. results. So it's, good. It's, a, it's a win all the way around both for the customer and for you. Absolutely, absolutely. That's an amazing example. Can you share with our listeners how you've used um, products, um, programs to really expand your reach? Because I know it's really difficult to just work with people, you know, one-on-one at a higher end. Sometimes you have to give them something that they can start to really experience who you are, and sometimes they need that combination, um, just like what Molly was offering. People need to learn different ways. So how have you used that to grow your business? Well, when we first started, I just I opened my doors doing private coaching, like a lot of people do. I didn't even really have a system. I just knew that if somebody needed to sell something, that I could help them and make them successful. I just knew that. So I started selling private coaching with me, and I started at the high end. I didn't even have an introductory level. My, my, the, the least expensive thing I ever sold was $2,400, and mm-hmm. that was for a day with me. And then... Um, I did that for about a year and a half, and I realized that I wanted to be able to impact more people's lives. And so the interesting thing, Janelle, and I wish that I had, you know, the knowledge of how to turn what I was doing as in, in private coaching into a product, mm-hmm. it took me about a year and a half to see, you know, what is it that I'm actually doing with people? What is the system? What is the, the, the steps? 
And I put that into a three-day live training event. Mm -hmm. And that was my first sort of packaged, leveraged product, so to speak. And I launched that, and we did about $250,000 in sales, um, pre-event, post-event, and at the event itself Mm -hmm. with that product. And it just it made a huge difference in, in, in so many ways because we went from one-on-one sales to leverage sales. We went from one-on-one delivery of our product to a, to a leverage delivery. We were able to help more people, and because we had more leverage, people who were at a lower price, could afford a lower price point, could actually start to consume some of our content and be helped in that way uh, even though they didn't have, you know, the big ticket in their pocketbook, they, they could still come into our event and learn. So it was a huge opening for us. I, I love that. And, you know, with, with what we do at Turn Knowledge to Profit, it's really interesting because we do really suggest that the most successful people are the ones who really start out the way you did. They do the private coaching or they do the one-on-one work because they really get to understand what results they're getting. They get experience working with people. Oftentimes, people say, I need to create all my products and programs before they've actually worked with clients. So what they're doing is they're creating what they think people want. But when you've actually worked with people one-on-one, you know what they want. You know what gets results. And then it gives you an opportunity to really identify or work with someone like, like what we do to help people identify what they're doing. It's amazing how many coaches we talk to that say, well, I need to work one-on-one with all my clients because it's all unique. There are so many things that people do that are repetitive, and once you really understand that, you can pull those out, turn those into products and programs, and then really use your one-on-one expertise to take them to that next level and to really move forward in a faster way. Oh, precisely. And in fact, both of the examples that I've used in this um, show so far are both people who do not work one-on-one with me. They are in a fully leveraged program. Now, I do have some levels that people can add on private coaching, but they're getting the shifts that they need because I've been able to systematize what I'm teaching in a way that it's deliverable in a class, just like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Because you worked with people and you know what works, and that's really one of the keys to being able to do that successfully. It is, and I tell my clients the same thing. I tell them, first you have to sell it, then you deliver it. You know, don't build the program first. Sell it, work with the person, then create the product. It just, it works so much better. I've I've done it the other way, and you could spend six, 12 months designing something that, that never sells. So you might as well do it the other way around. Right. And, and we've been there where you're creating these things and, you know, no one's buying and you don't understand. And it's because it's not really what they needed. It's not what they were looking for. You know, as experts, we're sometimes too close to it. So we think we know exactly what they need and they may need it, but we need to put it in a format in a way that they're going to see that and they're going to want it. Yes, absolutely. So, one of the things that really um, intrigues me is pe- what do you say to people when they say, I'm just not a salesperson. I just, I can't do it. How do you really challenge their thinking to, because I believe everyone can sell if you've got the right tools and the right mindset. Well, it's a 
simple question. Have you made a recommendation for a restaurant or a movie? And did your friend go? Mm. And everyone has done that. In fact, when you talk to your kids and you're getting them to clean their room, you're selling. (laughs) Mm. You know, every single time you're enrolling someone in an idea or helping them see something possible, you're actually what we call selling. It's just that I think the word sales has gotten a bad rap from some of the ways that people have done it in the past. And what I've noticed is that those old ways don't work very well now. People mm-hmm. are really savvy. They can smell, you know, fake <laughs> or manipulation a mile away. And so, I mean, I think the good news is if you're someone who thinks you can't sell, just relax and realize that who you are is what sells. And if you grow some conversation skills, you don't have to turn into somebody else in order to make a sale. You just be yourself, but you have more finely developed conversation skills. It, it actually works better. I love that. And I love how you've really simplified you know, by asking a simple question. And as we started our conversation, you said it's really all about asking great questions. And when you do that, because it really shifts the way you think about it. It's like, I've done that. I can do it. So what you're saying is if I can do that, I can successfully sell if I approach it the right way. Yes. If you're a coach or a consultant and you ask questions or you're a doctor or a healer or a spiritual advisor or a web designer or an accountant and you ask questions, you can sell. You just need to know what questions to ask. It's just a different set of questions in a conversation to see if you're a match and can help someone than they are when you're working with a client. But it's still the same skill set. It's just different questions. Wow, I love that. And I would bet that a lot of our listeners are now saying, how can I connect with you and learn more? So I'd love to have you share that with us. How can our listeners connect with you? Well, the first way I would love um, to offer you this, this is really for your listeners, Janelle, is I have a book that I wrote. It's something that you can download for free. And I go into the nine secrets to increase your fees and magnetically attract clients. Wow. And I talk about how the old model of selling is dead and what the new model is. And it's really good news because if you want to grow your sales, you don't have to go yucky and icky and pushy to sell. You can use the new model of selling. So that's in the book. Um, and to get the book, it's highticketsellingbook.com. And that's H-I-G-H, TicketSellingBook.com. Perfect. And I will um, we'll definitely put, you know, share that with our listeners. Um, so that's the best way for people to connect with you? Yeah, so grab that. Uh, and then I also have, if they want to come to one of my training events, they are welcome to do that as well. They can learn about that at my website. Perfect. Thank you so much. It's been a fascinating conversation. As we um, end our time together, can you give our listeners just one piece of advice or one tip that they can use to really scale and grow their business? Yes. Well, number one, learn how to sell. Number two, really 
discern what you're good at. Like you've got to know, you have to have crystal clear clarity about what you are good at and what makes you so unique and special and brilliant. And I guarantee you, you are. You just have to put your finger on it. And then number three, deliver that over and over in everything you do. Deliver that high quality of what you're good at and what makes you unique. Put it everywhere in your business. I love that. Those are great tips and great ways to um, end our conversation. And we'll definitely put a link on our Turn Knowledge to Profit podcast page so that people can connect with you and learn more. And I invite all of our listeners to do that. Thank you so much for sharing and for everything today. Great conversation. Thanks for having me. We need to take another real quick break. And when we come back, it's our business builder. So stay tuned. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is Michael McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm here with Janelle, and in our Business Builder segment today, we're going to be talking about the different types of media that are available and how to figure out which one is the best for you and your clients. I'm really excited for this conversation today because there are so many options, and I know it's really confusing for people to know where to start or what they should focus on. So I'm excited to hear what you have to share, Michael. Well, it is really an exciting um, topic. And, you know, technology is constantly advancing. And there are so many different ways to deliver your content to clients today. It's really more options than anybody's had in the past. Uh, You have in person, you can use video, audio, hard copy. Those are the major types that you can use. Uh, And it's really important to um, figure out which one is the best for your clients. 
and for you as well, which one you're most comfortable with. You know, we still talk with coaches that do CDs and DVDs as well. So there's just a whole range of different options that you can use. What I've found is that the best is usually some combination of two or more of those different media. By mixing it up a bit, you engage your clients more, you keep them engaged, it gives them a little bit of variety, and it allows you to use the best media for each topic. I know I've been listening to you have a number of conversations lately with specialists in these areas, and I know you've been learning so much. So I'm really excited that when you're talking to people or helping people create courses, you're able to give them some information and insights into what's best. So what are some of the pros and cons of using audio versus video? Well, they, you know, they really do have pros and cons. They both are really good media. And actually, earlier in the show today, you heard uh, Linda Waterhouse talking about video and how that's really an up-and-coming medium. And it is definitely one of the mediums that is being used a lot today. And in fact, we run into a lot of folks that say, you just have to do video. You absolutely have to. That's where everybody's going. But in our view, you know, that's not always the case. Video is certainly engaging and people like it a lot, but there are limits to how and when you can use it. When you put your material out as videos, then really what happens is people do engage with it, but they have to sit and focus their attention on your video. They can't really do other things at the same time. They can't be out jogging with a, a, just a headset in. They can't be doing, uh, they can't be driving or other things. So it really is a great medium for certain topics that require either a face-to-face -face contact or in some cases a technology explanation, which is really great for video where you can actually show a screen or you can show something or you want to demonstrate something. But, you know, audio is a great alternative as well. So, you know, audio, anybody can listen to it anytime. They can repeat it as many times as they want really quickly and easily. Uh, as I said earlier, they can listen to it at the gym when they're on the treadmill. They can, you know, pop their headset in and listen to it at any time when they're in the bus station, train station, airport, wherever it might be. And they can take advantage of everything that you have to offer in that audio. So it really is a lot more flexible, although not as engaging as video is. Well, and I think it's also important to look at what your learning style is. I know for me, I'm a very visual learner, so I like to see things, but there are also times when I just want to hear them. And there are times when I just want to hear something over and over and over again. I don't need to be looking at anything because I'm really writing, I'm taking notes, I'm doing that. Um, so I think you've got to understand how do you best learn? That's absolutely right. You really need to look at what your clients' needs are. Are your clients typically the kinds of folks that are visual learners? Or is the topic that you're teaching them require some type of visual interaction? Uh, I've done a lot of courses where it's video and it's basically just the coach sitting there talking to me. Well, that's really great for like the first three or four minutes, but after a while, it's not serving any purpose. It's just the person looking at you. So if that's really all you're gonna do is just talk at them, 
you have to really step back and say, why am I doing video? And maybe I'd be better off doing an intro, a short introduction video, which allows me to make a connection with them and then follow up maybe with a series of audios or, or other types of medium that use other advantages and, and, and really are better suited. So again, I, you know, if you're doing something technical, like I was working with a gentleman the other day, we were working to help him with a course and part of his course is he needs to explain how to log into a system. Well, that's a natural video uh, training because he can show a screen, he can talk over the screen, he can actually show you what to do. It's very clear. That would be very hard to explain if you didn't have video to do it. Um, we worked with another um, entrepreneur who used video to uh, demonstrate some physical things. So she was talking about how to control your voice, how to control your diaphragm, how to get more volume how to sound more authoritative. And so that, again, it's a natural video because she can actually physically show you how to breathe correctly and how to breathe incorrectly. So those really have a lot of video potential and they're really powerful when done in video, much more than any other media. But uh, again, if you're just gonna be explaining something that you could easily explain in an audio, then think about using an audio because it really helps again, the flexibility of your clients being able to listen to it anytime, anywhere, whenever it's convenient for them. Well, and I like when I'm doing video, I like videos that are short, 10 to 15 minutes, because then I can look at them. I can digest the topic. I can fit that in at a lot of different times during the day when I'm looking at video, for me personally, it's an hour, an hour, you know, hour plus, I think, okay, I really have to allot the time, but I think everyone's got 10 or 15 minutes in different times throughout the day. And it's actually a nice break for me to say, okay, I'm gonna take a break and here's what I'm gonna go do. So it's a productive use of my time and I'm learning something, which I think is a win-win whenever possible. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really a good point. And we do find that the better videos are, you know, five minutes or less, and sometimes two and three minutes is plenty. Uh, again, it's to make, it's the opportunity to make a connection, a visual connection with the client, but really not to just have a talking head there for 15, 20, 30 minutes. So if you want to do or incorporate video into your courses, or into your offerings, the best way to do that is just with short bursts with something that's really important that you really wanna make a statement about. Well, and I love when you um, are working with clients with, through Turn Knowledge to Profit because you're really looking at what are they trying to communicate and what's the best forum to communicate that and what needs to be included. And oftentimes it helps to have someone from the outside looking at that training to really look at what's the best way to do it because we're so close to what we're doing. We think everything has to be a certain way yet oftentimes it's much more successful when you're breaking it up and someone who is an expert in doing that like you are really can help you put it together in the most effective way for the best results. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, there are different styles and, and, and different purposes for each style. You know, a lot of times we get asked by people, should I just do an on the fly video like with uh, Facebook Live or one of those and, and that's my training or should I do a more produced um, professional video? 
Um, I don't think there's a right and wrong answer there. Again, it depends on your audience. It depends on what you're comfortable with. It depends on your subject matter. All those things play into it. Personally, I like to, to think that if I'm buying a course, so if I'm spending three, four, five hundred, eight hundred dollars for a course, I'm not going to get a bunch of videos that somebody just took out their their phone and recorded live. Um, I like to think that they put a little bit more thought into it. It's a little bit more professional. I'm not saying that it has to be perfect like um, like a news network you see on TV. That's not the case. But at least that you put some thought into it. At least you have a nice background. You look, you know, your hair is combed. You're wearing something that looks professional. You know, you want to be the coach. You don't want to be just somebody who sort of stuck, took out their camera one day and uh, gave somebody your thoughts off the top of your head. And somehow that's training I'm going to be paying hundreds of dollars for. No, I agree. And I also think that, so that's where having someone help you kind of put it all together really helps. So you can do the at-home videos in a professional way, and there are very professional ways to do that. And I think also the other tools and things you have along with it, the worksheets, the handouts, those also go a long way. So it's the whole package. It's not just one piece that makes it or makes it worth a certain value. So if someone wants to turn training um, into videos or take it to that next level, how do they find someone to help them? Well, that's also a great question. And it's one we get asked a lot. You know, there are um, lots of partners that are out there, lots of people that are out there who can do video uh, very professionally. Uh, usually there's a, a pretty good cost associated with it. You know, in today's world, almost anybody can produce a pretty professional video at home and a pretty professional audio at home. Uh, there, you don't really need any special equipment. It's maybe a couple hundred dollars worth of equipment for a video. It's some lighting, just understanding how to light the, the scene so that you come off in the best possible way. It's having a good microphone. And beyond that, you know, anybody can do it. So um, there's really not an excuse for I, I need to go find a professional or uh, I need to go find somebody to, to do that for me. You can certainly do it yourself. Um, if you're not comfortable doing that, there are, like I said, a lot of professionals that will do that. Um, they're, you know, and you can find them anywhere. Um, what I would say is that, you know, to find partners, I would always, always recommend first talking to your network. You know, if you're a member, for example, of eWomen Network, as we are, uh, you know, those are questions I ask when we go to the monthly luncheons. You know, does somebody know a good video person or a good uh, photo person or a good audio person? Uh, and there's almost invariably, I get three or four names that come out of every single uh, networking session. So. Um, they really all are all around and you just need to tap your network, find those people and usually you can get a really good price and, and uh, use those folks if you uh, feel like you need to. Absolutely. And don't let needing help with video or not being able to afford getting it done professionally stop you from developing your courses. Start with having a good solid plan, which I know you do really well. So if you're interested in doing that, please let us know, connect with us, and connect with us on Facebook at Turn Knowledge to Profit, and let us know what your preferred method of training is, 
how do you like to learn and connect with Michael at tk2p.com if you'd like to learn more about creating products. Again, that's Michael at tk2p.com. You know, this has really been a great conversation. I want to thank all of you for joining us today on Turn Knowledge to Profit. Again, I want to remind you to visit our Turn Knowledge to Profit page on Facebook and share your questions, your insights, and your ahas. And also share one action you're going to take in the next week to turn your knowledge into profit. If you have an idea for a future show, be sure to email me at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk2p.com. Have a wonderful and profitable week. Turn knowledge to profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream about. Join us each Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the EWN Radio Network. To download this week's show, listen to past shows, or learn how to be a guest on the show, visit TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com. Past shows are also available at EWNRadioNetwork.com and through iTunes and Stitcher. Until next time, remember, great companies are built around great products. Leverage your knowledge to live the life of your dreams. Let's continue the conversation and turn your knowledge into profits.